You're listening to the Gospel Project for Students Weekly Leader Training, helping you lead your students in their journey through the storyline of Scripture. Hey, thanks for joining us for the Weekly Leader Training for the Gospel Project for Students. I'm Drew Dixon. I'm the Team Leader for Student Ongoing Bible Studies at Lifeway. And this week we're wrapping up Unit 29 with Session 4, Living Out the Gospel of Jesus. So our main point is that true faith is always demonstrated in the way that we live. Um, So last week we talked about trusting in the gospel. This week we're going to talk about the gospel is good news that's to be embodied. It's to be lived out. It's to be reflected in our attitudes, our actions, our behaviors. Um, So while we're saved by grace through faith, that famous passage, right, Ephesians 2, 8, 9, um, for you're saved by grace through faith, not by works, so that no one may boast. But then Paul goes on to say, For we were created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should do, that we should walk in them. And so, um, yeah, if we've really come into a relationship with God, um, it's going to impact the way that we live, right? Um, I remember I had a mentor who would share the story sometimes. He would say, like, imagine if I told you that I went out onto the interstate this week and I just stood right, right out in the middle of the interstate and a semi-truck going 70 miles an hour just smacked right into me. Going full, you know, full bore, 70 miles an hour, no brakes, just wham, right? Imagine if I told you that I was fine. Uh, nothing's different. Nothing's changed about my life since that moment. Like I'm just like, yeah, that happened this morning. You'd be like, whatever, you're a liar. <laughs> you would not believe me. So imagine us telling people, imagine someone telling people that, oh yeah, I'm a Christian, but then that truth, the truth of Jesus, his death and resurrection, the God of the universe, right? You say you're claiming to have come into a relationship with the God of the universe, um, the God of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, the God who conquered sin in the grave, and you're saying, oh yeah, nothing different, same old, same old, right? There's nothing different about my life, like... That doesn't happen, right? It shouldn't. We it shouldn't. We shouldn't think that that happens. Um, so when we come to faith in Jesus, things change. Our attitude, our actions, our perspective change. So that's why James says, "What good is it if someone says they have faith but doesn't have works?" Um, so that's why he says, "Faith without works is dead. It's a worthless, useless faith. It's the type of faith that doesn't save anyone because it's not real faith, right?" So one of the first questions in your leader guide on page 74 is, how do our actions prove our faith in Christ? It'd be a great question to camp out on and let students honestly wrestle with, um, you know, what kind of actions, what kind of life will we live if we've really trusted Jesus? Now let's be careful here. I want to really encourage you not to let that question become real judgy because it would be easy for students to be like, well, you have to do X, Y, and Z or you're not a Christian. Um Whereas uh, we're all in different places in our walk. Some of us are further along than others. And so make sure this doesn't become a, a competition, right? Or, um, you know, that we don't kind of become pharisaical in the way that we respond to that question. But let's think about, you know, what are some evidences that we've truly trusted Jesus? And let students talk about that. And then that might be an opportunity for some of them to do some self-examination, right? To slow down and go like, okay, is this true of me? Like, is there evidence of my faith? Has my faith informed my thinking, my actions, my attitude, my perspective? Those are really healthy, really valuable questions to be asking ourselves. Another great question is found on page 76. It says, what are some ways you can demonstrate love for a neighbor on an ongoing basis? Um, 
James gives the example of how do we respond to the needs of our neighbors because it's a great one to, to kind of gauge our hearts. When there's people around us in need, do we is our initial reaction to go like, oh, I hope somebody else helps that person, or um, I'm surely not the best person equipped to help that person, or, or maybe we just kind of ignore it and move on and hope they figure out the answer to their need on their own. Jesus sees us in need, right? And responds by offering us himself, by dying on the cross for our sins. That's a picture of the kind of attitude we want to strive for. So let's let's encourage one another to open our eyes to the needs of the people around us and ask God to help us be willing uh, to help meet those needs and to love the people around us. Um, so thankful that you've chosen to study the Gospel Project with us. Um, and uh, thank you for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for students. For more resources to help you guide your group through this session, visit gospelproject.com.